Good afternoon, everyone. This is the DOLW3 podcast, and this is May 3rd, and it's a little afternoon. Oh, I guess it's one o'clock now. Um, I just want to say who we are. We are a voice for the unheard voices of the Catholic Church. And if you are listening, you may be a Catholic, a Christian of another denomination, or maybe you are simply a curious listener. We welcome you back. And today we're going to be reading from Randy Ingalls' book, The Rite of Sodomy, Homosexuality, and the Roman Catholic Church, Volume 4. And before I begin reading, I just got this one little thing I want you to think about as we read, okay? And it's from My Catholic Faith, and it's by Louis Lavore Morrow. It's the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Just one quick thing here. Okay, and it's on self-control and denial on page 374. Self-control and self-denial are acts of mortification, keeping down anger and abstaining even from things which are permitted, but above all, avoiding even the least yielding to what is forbidden. Self-control is the mark of, true, of the true Christian. If we deny ourselves some things which are permitted, we shall find it easier to avoid what is forbidden. Self-control gives us a strong will, and self-denial is the mark of the human being made to the likeness of God. Then it says, a beast does not say no to himself. Christ said, if anything wishes to come after me, let him deny himself. That's from Mark 8.34. One may deny oneself by avoiding what is not necessary, such as splendid dress, rich food, costly houses and cars, excessive entertainments, curiosity, etc. And above all, by doing cheerfully whatever duties come and accepting with resignation all trials. I don't know if I read you the chapter name of this this on page 374 is The General Means of Perfection. And perfection, for those of you who don't know, is um, a way to grow in holiness. And with the Catholic teachings, uh, we grow in holiness by being faithful, by um, growing in virtue. Okay, with that, I want to go on to read Randy Engel's book, The uh, Rite of Sodomy, and we, um, Homosexuality, and the Roman Catholic Church. We have been... Um, reading a little bit every day. We get questions on this book, and we figure that you guys really want to hear more of this, so we're going to continue reading. Page 893, Homosexual Priest in the NCCB slash USCC. John Willig was among the better known of the NCCB and the USCC's homosexual bureaucrats who was a part of Bernadine's inner circle. Willig, a former head of Dignity, USA, who worked in in the bishop's financial office at the NCCB slash USCC, was an important player in the 1976 U.S. Catholic Bishops Call to Action Conference in Detroit. After his death from AIDS, part of his estate was given to Dignity, USA. Monsignor John Muthig was also part of Bernadine's homosexual clique at the NCCB USCC. Born in Belmar, New Jersey on March 14, 1948, Mutig attended St. Charles College of Minor Seminary in Cantonsville, Maryland for six years before deciding on a career in journalism. In 
He worked on a number of Catholic diocesan newspapers and publications, including St. Anthony's Messenger, before joining the staff of National Catholic News Service at NCCB slash USCC. From 1974 to 1978, he served as Bureau Chief of the NCN's Rome's Office. A late vocation after completing his studies at the Theological College of Catholic University, he was ordained a priest of the Trenton Diocese in 1982 for the next five years. He served as assistant pastor and chaplain for various parish ministries. In 1987, Monsignor Mutig joined the staff of the Permanent Observer Mission of the Holy See to the United Nations, where he served as an attache. He became a close friend of Bishop James McHugh of Camden, who served as advisor to the Mission on Population Affairs. The openly gay Mutig lived in Spanish Harlem at a residence operated by the Christian Brothers. In 1990, the Vatican honored Mutig by appointing him editor of the English edition of Le Osservatore Romano, the official news organ of the Holy See. The appointment was surprising given the fact that by this time Monsignor Mutig was a walking skeleton as evidenced by photographs taken of him with other members of the mission staff. He died on January 6, 1991, while home from Rome on Christmas vacation. The official cause of death was attributed to complications of hepatitis and dehydration. Over 100 priests and bishops attended the Mass of Christian Burial for Monsignor Mutig on January 9, 1991, at St. Mark's Church in Seagirt, New Jersey, including Archbishop Renato Martino, permanent observer to the United Nations. During the following the funeral mass, excuse me, during and following the funeral mass, the priest was lauded as an outstanding priest with a special love for the poor, the sick, the imprisoned, and the, mar- and the marginated. Monsignor Mudig was not the first active homosexual to be assigned to the Holy See's United Nations mission. In the spring of 1994, Monsignor Carl J. Marucci joined the staff of the Office of Permanent Observer. A native of Philadelphia, Marucci attended Pope Pius X Seminary in Dalton, Pennsylvania, and the Immaculate Conception in Mawa, New Jersey. He was ordained a priest of the Camden Diocese on May 28, 1983, by homosexual Bishop George Goulfoyle, and then assigned as assistant pastor to various parishes in the diocese. His clerical career was uneventful until Bishop James McHugh took office as the fifth bishop of Camden on June 20, 1989. In 1990, the 32-year-old Father Marucci became Bishop McHugh's personal secretary. He was later awarded the title Reverend Monsignor and advanced up the ladder to the post of Vicar Chancellor and Assistant Director of the Office of Public Relations and Telecommunications. On March 25, 1994, Bishop McHugh announced that he was assigning Monsignor Marucci to the staff of the Permanent Observer Mission in New York, where he, McHugh, was a frequent guest. 
While in Manhattan, Marucci resides at St. Agnes Parish, where he could be seen flitting across the altar during the day and taking off for parts unknown in the evening on his motorcycle dressed in a heavy leather. When Bishop McHugh, with help from his homosexual patron, Archbishop Theodore McCarrick, was appointed co-adjudicator of the affluent Diocese of Rockville Center, L.I., on December 7, 1998, it appeared that Monsignor Marucci's ship had also come in. And unfortunately, Bishop McHugh died of cancer almost two years to the day of his appointment, leaving Monsignor Marucci hopelessly adrift. Marucci left the active ministry in 2001. Archbishop Bernadine and Archbishop Jado. Archbishop Jean Jado, Pope Paul's sixth, Pope Paul VI choice for apostolic delegate to the United States from 1973 to 1980, formed a close working relationship with Bishop Bernadine and his band of merry men at the NCCB slash USCC. As president of the NCCB from 1974 to 1977, Archbishop Bernadine was routinely consulted by Archbishop Jadot on the selection of candidates for the American Episcopate. Candidates who shared Paul VI's post-conciliar vision of a new church. During this seven years in the United States, Jadot oversaw the selection of more than a few bishops known for their support of the homosexual collective in general and cover-ups of clerical pederast scandals in particular, including John R. Roach, James S. Roche, Raymond A. Lucker, John J. Snyder, Howard J. Hubbard, Daniel Dub Cusera, O.S.B., Thomas C. Kelly, O.P., Thomas J. Costello, Peter Anthony Rosaza, Francis A. Quinn, Leroy T. Matheson, Walter F. Sullivan, Joseph Ferrario, Joseph Firenza, Bernard F. Law, John S. Cummins, and Thomas V. Daly. Archbishop Jadot personally consecrated Rembert G. Weakland and Robert F. Sanchez. Dominican Thomas Kelly, the future Archbishop of Louisville, began his clerical career as a staffer for Jadot at the Apostolic Nuncio in Washington, D.C. Father Kelly was ordained an auxiliary bishop of Washington, D.C. on August 15, 1977, by his close friends, Archbishop Bernadine and Bishop Roche. While Kelly was serving as an assistant general secretary of the NCCB, USCC, under President Bernadine, he he micromanaged the canonically invalid annulment that permitted Rudy Koss to enter Holy Trinity Seminary under the rectorship of Father Michael Sheehan. Ah, birds of a feather flock together. Auxiliary Bishop John G. Flanzi was one of Bernadine's earliest appointments after Bernadine took over the Archdiocese of Chicago in 1987. Bernadine helped Valanzi secure the vacant diocese of Winona, giving Valanzi automatic authority over Immaculate Heart Seminary, a virtual hotbed of homosexuality. As noted in the previous chapter, Valanzi 
was one of two bishops who negotiated the Brahm Morass settlement over sexual corruption at the Winona Seminary. Ten years later, the homosexual scandals at the Immaculate Heart Seminary notwithstanding, Belanzi was promoted by Pope John Paul II to the gay-friendly Archdiocese of Portland, Oregon. Years of gay friendliness, however, cost the Archdiocese of Portland dearly. It was drowning in clerical sexual abuse claims. Between 1950 and 2003, 37 of 1,150 priests in the Archdiocese were accused of sexually abusing minors, mostly adolescent boys. To date, the Archdiocese of Portland has paid out $53 million for 130 settlements, with at least another 60 still pending. The Archdiocese was scheduled to go to trial on July 6, 2004. On two of these sex abuse cases, carrying claims for $155 million, but on that day, Bishop Lanzi Corporation sold for the Archdiocese of Portland filed for bankruptcy the first Catholic diocese in the United States to do so. Bishop Gerald Frederick Kikanis was another auxiliary bishop from Chicago, made good. Kikanis was ordered by Cardinal Bernadine shortly before Bernadine's death. When Kikanis was rector of Mundelein Seminary at the University of St. Mary of the lake operated by the Archdiocese of Chicago, homosexual, homosexuality openly flourished. Kikanis owed, owed his appointment to Cardinal Bernadine, who as Archbishop of Chicago automatically served as the seminary's chancellor. On March 7, 2003, Kikanis, a conflict management specialist was made the ordinary of the Diocese of Tucson. On September 20, 2004, Bishop Kikanis announced he was filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, protection on behalf of yet another devastated vineyard of the AM Church. In all, Cardinal Bernadine took part in the organization of 28 bishops during his years as Archbishop and Cardinal a number that comes close to Cardinal Spellman's record of 33 appointments to the American Episcopate. I'm going to read one more section here. This is on page 896. Bernadine, a great fruit of Vatican II. A cardinal's hat waves away previous sins. The millinery, the shroud of secrecy. After completing his five-year term as General Secretary of the NCCB slash USCC, Joseph Bernadine was appointed Archbishop of Cincinnati by Pope Paul VI on November 21, 1972. Bernadine sent his friends, Father Roche and Sheehan, to Cincinnati to prepare for his installation. The ceremony took place a month later on December 19th at the Cathedral of St. Peter in Chains. The nearly 100 bishops and cardinals in attendance reflected Bernadine's growing power and influence in the AM Church. The new archbishop used, to, used the occasion of his first Christmas sermon to condemn the expansion of the United States bombings in Vietnam. Archbishop Bernadine took up his official residency in Moeller Hall, a heavily Baroque edifice that was connected by a portico to Mount St. Mary Seminary of the West, the oldest division of the Antheneum of Ohio. 
This arrangement provided the new archbishop with ready access and daily contact with faculty members and seminarians. Later, Bernadine moved into an apartment on the fifth floor of the chancery that also served as the rectory for St. Louis Church in downtown Cincinnati. Much of the 10 years Bernadine served as Archbishop of Cincinnati we spent in, was spent in Washington, D.C. as the president of the NCCB. For all practical purposes, he was the new kingmaker with a much broader base of operation and control than Cardinal Spellman ever enjoyed as Archbishop of New York. The appointment of Archbishop Bernadine to the Archdiocese of Chicago on July 10th 1982, by Pope John Paul II, confirmed his kingship over the AM Church. And we're going to stop here on page 897. And uh, thank you all for listening. And we're going to say a quick prayer now. Um, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Blessed heart of Jesus, pray for us. Immaculate heart of Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Our Lady of Mount Carmel, pray for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.